0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, June the 18th of 2021. Congratulations, you've made it to yet another Friday. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, and your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in today. We are brought to you by Spotify Green Room, which is a new name for locker room. So be sure to download the app and get in on the action Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Cardinals fall 4 to 0, and the Cardinals are unable to ride any sort of momentum from the Miami series, and uh, the offense just. Sputters. So we'll talk about that. Cardinals made two moves, signed two pitchers. One of them made his debut in yesterday's ballgame. However, I got some problems with those two moves. And I'll talk about those in just a minute, um, and as well as talk about the, the next three games, what the Cardinals can do. But we're going to go ahead and get right into the game yesterday. Just a quick recap. It was a, a day where the offense just didn't do anything. I mean, they were no hit for, for sixth and a third inning until Paul Goldschmidt had a uh, single to to left field. And th- there just needs to be something different in this offense. And again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Charlie Morton. He was remarkable, seven and two-thirds. This is his total line. Struck out seven, gave up just three hits. But at the same time, Cardinals have to be better. They were unable to, to get anything going. They had one at-bat with a runner in scoring position. They went over one grounded, or they left four runners on base. And off, or pitching-wise, nobody pitched terribly. John Gant went five and a third, three innings, or three earned, rather. Only walked two, so that's not, for, for John Gant, that's not terrible at all. Ponce de Leon gave up a, an, a run and uh, ending in the third. Wade LeBlanc, one of the aforementioned players at the Cardinal side, made his Cardinal debut, gave up a hit in an inning and a third. Junior Fernandez walked to, gave up a hit, but pitched a scoreless eighth inning. And the Cardinals fall to 35-34. So th- there was really, I mean, it was kind of a, it was one of those games where you, you kind of just felt like... You know, as soon as... they You know, as soon as John Gantt gave up a run, the offense really wasn't going to help you out much because it hadn't up to that point. So why would it help you out anymore? And this is a team that... When, when, when they don't hit... They don't... They really don't hit. Like... Like, extremely do not hit. And it, it's just... I don't know. John Gant pitched better, so I thought that that was an improvement because you could have had another a a third consecutive start. Um, for John Gant that was atrocious, and it wasn't atrocious. You know, obviously it's not incredible stuff, but um, at the same time it's 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 not terrible. So Mike Schilt was, was impressive. Mike Schilt said that he was quote really effective, good. Good pace, through quality pitches, and I thought he threw the ball very well. Just wasn't able to get him any runs. Period. Uh, end quote. And so that was, you know, that was that was Mike Schultz's assessment. So, and it, it was, you know, this is this will be the first guy that pitches against the Braves this weekend that was formerly a part of the Braves organization. The other one being Adam Wainwright, John Gant. Obviously, started his career in the Atlanta organization as well. Um he said so it's always fun to come back and pitch here, John Gant said. Uh, but Thursday yesterday was his first time pitching at Truist Park uh, just a second career start against the former club. So you know, he, he didn't wasn't able to keep the ball in the ballpark, give up a home run to t- in, in the 5th inning. So, you know, Gant was Gant you can't really expect too much from John Gant. Because if you do, then he gives up seven earned runs. And if you don't, then he walks five, but gets you through four or five innings. Just kind of a, a mediocre mediocre uh, pitcher at best, I think. Unless he's in the bullpen. I think if he's in the bullpen, then he's really, really solid. It's just, once again, like Mike Schultz said, the Cardinals offense just wasn't able to get anything done. So that's really all I got from yesterday's game. Credit to Charlie Morton offense needs to be better pitching was so-so but like I mentioned the Cardinals made two moves yesterday signing Wade LeBlanc left-hander bullpen and also signing um, a minor league deal with um, Brandon Dixon and he's heading to to class triple a so talk about both of those moves and my problem with both of those moves coming up in segment number two. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. Fully Loaded Chew is offering... Locked on Cardinals listeners a special offer. Right now you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just a buck. Head over to www.fullyloadedshoe.com and use the promo code lockedon, that's L O C K E D O N for just a dollar and even what's better? You get free shipping if you use the code lockedon at checkout. So once again, locked on gets you a dollar and you can try a can and it gets you free shipping. So, the next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew at FullyLoadedChew.com. Cardinals are now four games back of the Chicago Cubs in first place. The Cubs won yesterday. The Reds lost yesterday, and holy cow, is that a thriller. Two runs in the top half of the... Ninth, and then they let up the the lead in the bottom half of the ninth. So that was a uh, sort of Jeff Carr had a fun time talking about that today on his show. But you know, Cardinals still just floating above 500. And for a team that's floating above 500, and again, I get it, I get that it's only June, and usually trades that that impact the team are usually not made until closer to spring training or not spring training, closer to the trade deadline. Excuse me. You would still expect moves to be made by the St. Louis Cardinals sooner rather than later. And they did make two moves, like I mentioned. Wade LeBlanc made his Cardinal debut yesterday. And the Cardinals also signed Brandon Dixon. Wade LeBlanc has had some numbers this year. And they have not been very good numbers. Including his one out with no earned runs yesterday. His 2021 numbers are seven innings six strikeouts an era of nine he's also pitched for Baltimore this year which he had an era of nine four five in six and two thirds seven innings in case you missed the game he's wearing number 49 um he was released by round Rock Express which is minor league team and on June 16th and he was signed yesterday obviously as a free agent in St. Louis, lefty reliever is Mr. lucky He's a veteran. He's been pitching since 2008. He's he was a second round pick back in 2006, and he's, he's got so so career numbers. Career area of four five eight. He hasn't had a really good year since 2016. We might rec- you might recognize him from pitching for the Pirates for a short time. But it's just one of those moves, and again, I'll talk to my, my, my overall point in just a moment, but one of the moves that, yeah, the Cardinals made a move, but that's it. The other move that they made um, is Brandon Dixon, who has, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of Major League time. Uh, he is a 36-year-old right-hander. In the, he's got eight games in the Major League level within the area of 491. He's seven years of minor league experience, eight years um, foreign to overseas. A lot of that in in the Japan league is the area over there is 3.25 and 930 innings, most recently pitching for the Oryx in the Japan league back in 2020, so last year, so he's not pitched this season. Again, not really a move that you would think that adds too much, but he did pitch for St. Louis. Back in 2011 and 2012, he pitched eight in the third innings. In 2011, with an ERA of 3.24, and then in 2012, pitched six in the third innings with an ERA of 7.11. The other reason I like 7.11 is because 7.11 is my birthday, but it's not a good ERA. So the corresponding moves for these: um, Seth Elledge was optioned to AAA. Um, he has a four-five-four four ERA this season in ten innings with St. Louis. Max Moroff was um, changed to the sixty-day injured list uh, with a left shoulder subluxation. So, I'm not sure if I'm actually pronouncing that right, but Max Moroff is to the sixty-day DL. So, again, I get that it's only June and that big trade, big trades aren't usually made in the middle of June. I, I get that even though we just had the anniversary of the Lou Brock trade, which, if you ask me, was a pretty big trade. And I'm not saying the Cardinals need a Lou Brock-type trade right now. It'd be nice to get a franchise-altering player. Be real nice. But at the same time, I'm not asking for the next Lou Brock. I'm not asking for the next Bob Gibson. Not that Bob Gibson was acquired in a trade, but you get my point. I think the Cardinals just need to make a... Major league level move. Yes, Wade LeBlanc is a major league, quote-unquote, major league level move. Made a debut yesterday in the major leagues. But he's not really a high-quality, what I would consider a team-changing pickup. Who knows? Maybe he resurrects his career and has an ERA of 1.84 and does incredible things for St. Louis. I just don't see that happening. So I think this is just another sign of frustration for the Cardinal fans that they're just not making any moves. It it feels like, and again, there have been a lot of people on Twitter that are saying, oh, I I knew this all along. I told you guys from the beginning that signing Arenado wasn't enough. And I think that, you know, I I get that mindset. But to, to switch points a little bit to saying, oh, they need to make moves, why aren't they making moves at the same time? Some guys just start underperforming right now. Paul DeYoung underperforming. That said, I would trade Paul DeYoung for a better shortstop in a heartbeat. Love Paul DeYoung, but just not cutting it out. You really still don't have a full time right fielder, even because Harrison or I'm sorry, because Harrison Bader's injured. So that that that's a problem with this team right now. You have a lot of injuries to the pitching staff. You have a lot of pitchers that aren't pitching as well as they as the Cardinals thought that they were going to. And that's a factor in this. So I think that we're try- kind of tone the line here of trying to give this team time to figure it out versus, hey guys, we got to get it going now. And we have to make changes now because we are getting to a point or going to get to a point in the season where it is going to become too late. You're not going to get 10 games back and gain 10 games in 30 days like the 2011 Cardinals did. <laughs> you, you can't bank on that, so you can't wait to the last minute to make these moves. This offense, at least the way that they're playing, is not ready to to compete with the big boys, as we've seen, even though they are coming off a sweep and they had some late-inning heroics against solid pitching, specifically on the last day with Alcantara. But this offense, you might even say that the, the two pitching moves the Cardinals made don't even make any sense because they need offense. But you can never have too much pitching, and I, I think that, you know, for a team that's, like, in first place, those pitching moves that the Cardinals made made perfect sense. That's a great move. Go get those, those veteran guys that you need, those couple, those couple pieces that you need a little bit more from. Fix a couple holes on the team there. But for me, the Cardinals have a little bit more than just a couple small holes. Let's say you do get Bader back. Then Tommy Emmett can play full-time second base and Dylan Carlson's your right fielder. Looking a little bit better on paper. But the bench, I think, still needs to get stronger. So maybe the, the the little veteran pieces that you need to get better are on your offense or on your bench. And yes, Matt Carpenter has been better as of late, but is he really the best pinch hitter out there? Could you go find a better pinch hitter option or a better bench option? Better utility option, if you, you, know, you can say it that way. Tommy Evan has been scuffling. Maybe you find somebody else to to bat leadoff for you. Trade for a leadoff hitter. Move Edmund down in the lineup. I mean, there are just a lot of different avenues to go. And the, these moves by the Cardinals, I feel like—again, I'm not trying to say that this is their mindset, but I feel like these are the kind of moves that they they can say, "Hey, we made moves to try and get better." But when John Mozeliak said on Sunday that you we can start maybe see to start things being shaken up or shake things up a little bit. I don't think this is the kind of shakeup the Cardinals had in mind, or Cardinal fans, anyways, had in mind. Because this is not really a shakeup. This is just, you know, maybe on a good on on what their their, their their best day, maybe getting a little bit better. Because as we saw yesterday, pitching wasn't the problem. Yes, the Braves scored four runs in the middle three innings. There, the fifth, sixth, and seventh. But offense has got to be able to score four runs, and it's not going to happen every single night. I get that shutouts happen; these things happen. But I'm just saying that this team right now needs more than just a couple of of depth moves. Because that's another thing is that these moves, what they really do is just add depth. Because now you have Elledge back in the minors, who can get a little bit more seasoning, fine tune some things, and your 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 depth improves. And again, that this is the kind of move, in my opinion, that that a first-place team makes. Add a little bit more depth, maybe, you know, get a guy that can motivate, that is motivated to win, pitch a little bit better for you. But that that's all that that is is a depth move. Cardinals need more than a move that's just adding depth to their rotator, to to their roster. They need a, a roster-changing move, not a franchise-altering move, not a Lou Brock-type deal, although that would be nice. You just need a team altering move that changes the outlook for this team. Nolan Arenado certainly did that. And again, you don't need another Nolan Arenado, but you need a player that, that I don't know, you just need a player that the other team is going to fear, whether they fear him on the mound or they fear him at the plate. And right now, other than Goldschmidt, Arenado, and O'Neill, they're. You you can make an argument that no uh, no one yes other guys can hurt you but nobody else in this team is really super scary uh, in terms of offensively yeah Edmund can hurt you Carlson can hurt you on a day Molina's cooled off Ed, pff, astonishingly enough Carpenter can hurt you from day to day but he's not super consistent DeYoung, I doubt can hurt you. <laughs> at least too consistently. He has not been too hot since coming back off the the IL for Mr. DeYoung. In fact, since coming off the IL, since playing his first game on June 11th, he's got just two hits, two for his last 22. So you figure he's not going to hurt you. And again, for as much talk as, as, as I talked about, and much talk as a lot of people talked about how the Cardinals need pitching, need pitching, need pitching, You've got to sit and ask yourself, is this the offense that can make a make a pennant run? Or even, is this an offense that can make a division-winning run? I think on, our, on their good days, they can. But at the same time, they're not having too many good days right now. And for some of them, this is starting to be a couple years in a row of not having super good days. Paul DeYoung being one of those fellas. So then you got to ask yourself, is it just a bad day over and over again, or is it really just not being able to cut it at the major league level? So these moves with the Cardinals, I think are, are just—and again, I think it's just a way to appease, appease the fan base, saying, "Yes, we made moves. We can, we're you know." So, again, that that will truly be judged at once July thirty-first at I think it's four p.m. Eastern. That'll really be when it gets better. Or that'll be really be rather when it gets judged. Is at the, after the trade deadline, because if they make trades that that you know that improve this team, then I'm not super mad at, at these trades. But at the same time, right now, these trades just seem like a way to say, We made moves, we're gonna see how it goes. And like I, I said I'm gonna wrap up the segment, but they need moves to make this team better, not just to add depth. And yes, those two things can be different. When you make a team better, you do add depth, but just adding depth does not necessarily make a team better. And I don't think Wade Lebron, Wade LeBlanc, and Brandon Dixon make this team three, four wins better. No, no disrespect to those guys. You know, I'm sure that they're whatever, but it just. It, pfft. It just kind of it kind of sucks, to be honest with you. But, uh, but that'll do it for segment two. Talk about the rest of this Braves series coming up here in segment three, um, as well as giving you some other news and notes from around the league then, in case you missed it, um, and tell you about another lockdown show that I think you should listen to because um, there's, there's some history made in Major League Baseball. So I'll uh, talk about that coming up in segment number three. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. If you don't have one, they can create one for you that is globally diversified, has low-cost index funds personalized for you, and they can do it in a matter of minutes. No more manual trading or picking stocks or watching the stock market each and every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest because for the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. And Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. You can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get that $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's w e a l t h f r o n t dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go right now to Wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor, and it is the best tasting protein bar on the market. We all have our favorites as a Built Bar fan. Mine is double chocolate because all these bars are covered in chocolate. But you can never have too much chocolate. The other flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel. So there's something for everybody. My mouth is watering just talking about it. And you haven't tried all the flavors? That's okay. Get yourself a mix box where you get two each of the nine flavors. You can try them all. And not just that they're tasty, but they're healthy as well. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein in a bar, only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors. All tasty, all healthy, so get ordering it today. And if you need any more incentive, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's right, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Cardinals can still salvage this series. No, not salvage. They haven't lost three yet, but they can still get a win. They can still have a successful series, I guess is the best way to put it. Cardinals send Carlos Martinez to the mound today. It's going to be a wild card. And again, I don't think a split is necessarily the worst thing in the world, but you got to get a split. If this team thinks that they are, they are in it in any sort of way, or thinks that they are going... To be a playoff team, and like I say all the time on this show, probably every day for the last week, if you're gonna be a good team, you gotta beat up on the bad teams. And right now the Braves are one of those bad teams at 31 and 35. Cardinals are, I think, a mediocre team. I don't think they're bad, but I think they're mediocre, 35 and 34, like I mentioned in the first segment. See, so you gotta find a way to at least you gotta look at it now as as a three game set from now until Sunday. Can you win this three game set? I think four game series are always difficult to win. And I think, and I talked about it yesterday, my prediction was three out of four. But that sometimes can be a tough prediction to make. So I think that, like I said, looking at this as a three game series now could be helpful for a mindset for the players so that you got to win this three game set and, and get out of here with at least a series split. Obviously, I would love them to win all three, but that seems like a tall task. You got Max Freed going up against the Cardinals today against Carlos Martinez. Martinez, as we know, is a wild card. You don't really know what you're going to get. Then you're sending Adam Winer to the mound, and he is not good on the road. So then, yeah, yeah, he has an ERA above eight on the road. Granted, um, you know, as much as I as much as I talk about those splits, the splits have a little bit more data at home. Um, his ERA in, i don't know, like I said, it is over eight, but that's just four starts. So. You know, we'll see if that trend continues. So, But then, that's a question mark for tomorrow. And then Sunday, on Sunday Night Baseball, you've got uh, K.K. Kim going. And he pitched exceptionally well against the Marlins this week. But maybe he, he also does not pitch notoriously well in his little brief two-year career. Does not pitch incredibly well at home either. So you've got three question marks going up for you on the mound. So that makes things difficult. And also, you just got the fact that this offense isn't hitting. So that always makes things difficult. So, in my opinion, we should look at this as now a three-game series and try and take two of the next three. I think that that would help a mindset a lot. And I think, you know, it it, it can be done. If if the cards, pun intended, fall right for St. Louis, then it, it can be done. I truly believe that. But... We we will see how it goes because you also have the possibility of all three starters faltering and this Cardinal offense, as it has been hitting right now, is not in, a, in not in a place to get on a sub-fest or to climb its way back from a four or five run hole. So it's it's all on the starting pitching. How the starting pitching goes this weekend is how the Cardinals go this weekend. That that's that's my take on it. History was made. Locked on Diamondbacks has your reaction for the history as the Diamondbacks broke the record for longest road losing streak in the history of Major League Baseball. That's just bizarre to me. That's that's a bad team. As bad as we say the Pirates are, I think the Diamondbacks are probably the worst team in Major League Baseball. And Major League Baseball has some bad teams. You go from the Rangers to the Orioles to the Tigers the Pirates. The Rockies, even though the Rockies just swept the Padres. It's just, yeah, bad baseball there. Another um, crazy show that I want you to listen to today is locked on Reds. Reds score four runs in the top half of the ninth and then surrender four runs in the bottom half of the ninth. Crazy, crazy game as the Padres bail out the Cardinals a little bit and the Reds and Cardinals stay just right where they are. Um... Brewers also lose yesterday to the Rockies. So that's a good thing. So, really, the only bad thing about yesterday, other than other than the loss, is that the Cubs won as well. So, again, this weekend, in my opinion, I'm looking at this like a three-game series and seeing if the Cardinals can take two out of the next three. So, before I let you go, I want to let you know to also listen to. Maybe you got a long drive. I'm driving to Florida next week, so I'll be listening to a lot of podcasts. Listen to Locked On today. Uh, where Giannis ateke and the Milwaukee Bucks stop KD and the Brooklyn Nets from seeing um, from sending them home super early. I'll be listening to that today, so I hope you do as well. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. So no show tomorrow or Sunday, but I will talk to you again on Monday, recapping this whole series in depth. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's uh, at least a series split, and hopefully the Cardinals take two out of the next three. But, again, these pitchers don't really make it a super easy bet. So until I talk to you again, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.